Hi, I'm Madonna. I'm your worst nightmare. To rule the world. Why don't you show them what you do, honey? You've never had more fun with anyone else. People, people, we gotta move on to the next song. Right? Somewhere I'm sweet between. and I'm a bitch, you know what I mean? And that's always been the way it is. I'm, I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm waiting. Hi, I'm Liam Alexander, and you're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast. Hey guys, it's Tony. Welcome to MLVC. Hey everybody, it's Stefan. And yes, like Tony said, welcome to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna, Louise, Veronica, Ciccone, and beyond. And joining us on the show today is UK artist, Liam Alexander. Hi, Liam. Hi, guys. <laughs> welcome to the show. How's it going? Um, all good, all good. How are you two? Doing pretty good, you know, hot summer day in New York City and we're indoors. Yeah, <laughs> not for long. I plan, to, not for long. I plan to go bike and enjoy some of this weather. How are things yeah, up in first... uh... Sheffield? Good. She- I mean, yeah, Sheffield, I was yeah. Say, yeah, it's like, I was just going to say, it's a, yeah, it's the first nice day we've had up here in like about two weeks. It's been raining every day. Um, so, yeah, might uh, be taking the dog out for a walk later. Okay, so first things first, before we formally introduce Liam, there was one clarification I wanted to make about Madonna's song, Rescue Me. So it was brought to my attention after our Nikki Harris interview that Nikki and Donna do not sing backup vocals on that song. So Uh just wanted to clarify, this was a complete surprise (laughs) to me. I had absolutely no idea. When that song came out, Madonna had been singing and dancing with Nikki and Donna on stage and in videos. And I just assumed that she was always using them for backup vocals. So to paint the picture, we did not have the internet in 1991 when the Immaculate Collection came out. (laughs) And no, I was not one of those people who happened to study the liner notes and read who did what. And I just always assumed that Nikki and Donna did those vocals. So just wanted everyone to know that I'm acknowledging (laughs) my mistake because I know on several occasions I have shouted from the rooftops that Nikki and Donna were doing backup vocals on Rescue Me. So just because you host a Madonna podcast does not mean you know everything there is to know about Madonna. So I just wanted to own up to that. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I gave up, you know, being the Madonna authority in my circle years ago because I realized that I'm learning something new every day and this is great. But that being said, I was that queen that was reading the liner notes. So this just escaped <laughs> me. And yeah, we stand corrected, right? So, yeah, but just goes to show, look, you can, you know, 35 years into <laughs> loving an artist, you can still learn new things. So. And I guess that's why we're still talking about her. So Correct. Yes. So uh, Tony, would you like to give Liam a proper introduction on the podcast? Yes, I would love to. Liam Alexander is a digital artist based in London. Liam has been focusing his art on creating comic book style covers of artists and their respective catalog of albums. He's done series devoted to Bjork, Kate Bush, Love, and most recently he completed his 14 print a copy, I mean comic book cover art project for the one and only Madonna. I mean, I found it by accident on Instagram and just instantly became obsessed. We had him on our, uh, we didn't have him, but we mentioned him on our Christmas episode for yes. uh, hopefully that, yes, as something that to drove buy. some sales your way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> 
Yes, and, we, we, um, we were like, what should if you wanted to buy something for a loved one, what should you buy? And we were like, oh, buy a Liam Alexander yep. Madonna cover, comic book art cover. And yeah, and as a, you know, he've also been featured on Now This News and Gay Times. Congratulations on the media attention. Thank you. Yeah, that was um, yeah, that was a bit uh, a bit crazy. Like back in January, um, mm-hmm. like all the media attention and stuff on it. So, but I was very ill at the time, so I was like getting all these like email requests and stuff for like asking me questions, and I like couldn't get out of bed. I had really bad flu. It was like, I was oh, like, I'm sorry. Oh. That's why you need an assistant, Liam. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I wish. <laughs> So Liam, I'm curious, how do you go about planning the covers? Like, obviously, I've seen you basing them off of the album and the era and the songs. But like, how, how do you sort of, what's your first touch with planning those covers? Um, I think I go about it by trying not to do too much planning anymore. So some of my earlier ones, like I used to have like a uh, every little detail planned out and it would be quite torturous to complete to try and like get everything exactly how I'd planned it in my head so Mm -hmm. I try and leave as much room for like accidents as possible and just kind of try and let it unfold organically there's some things that I like have an idea of like what I want to do or like if there's like a specific like image or video that I'd want to base it around like the ray of light Mm -hmm. one like around frozen um and then but it's kind of just about finding a space or a world where all of the songs from the album can like live where they'll live within and where i can get like all the references in so i'll try not to plan too far ahead it's just when i come to do the cover i'll just um i'll re-watch all the videos i mean i've seen them mm-hmm. like hundreds of mm-hmm. times already but you notice like little details and other things in there what you haven't seen before when you look at them a different way so um i'll rewatch all of those i'll look at live performances um any like kind of video interludes on the tours uh, photo shoots from the time the album art the single art and then um and then just build it from there no i love it because it's like you create a whole world on that cover that's related to that album's era, which, yeah. you know, lends really well to Madonna because she, yeah. for the most part with each album creates a story that um, hopefully she sticks to that narrative. Um, sometimes, you know, she does a better job than others, but yeah. um, I love seeing it all on one page, you know, on, on your covers. So what, 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 uh, like, Tell us about like each of the comic book covers you created for Madonna albums. So like, for example, like what was the the first one where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And, and I guess like the, the serendipity of how, you know, these different um, images kind of come together because it's, it's different, you know, it, it, they're very specific references. That's what I love about your covers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's, it's, kind of different for each one so after i'd finished the kate bush um 11 piece one um i like i just knew i was doing madonna next there's like always an idea that i'm obsessed with when i'm doing like the last one in like the discography and i was just obsessed with Mm -hmm. like doing madonna's i just thought yeah they look like really cool and i kind of had a general idea for each one um but like the first one for 
um, Madonna's first album, I, th- I think that was the most difficult one, actually, or one of the most difficult ones. Because, like, the mm-hmm. videos, they don't have, like, a lot of, apart from the outfits, there's not a lot of visual references. Mm-hmm. And the album yeah. artwork was kind of, like, the sepia kind of beigey gray. Um, and the Everybody 12-inch cover didn't even have her on yeah. it. Yeah. So it was like, so it was trying to like pinpoint something that I could like use and just expand upon. So, um, the, so it was really more from the borderline video for that one where, um, I, um, which was like the graffiti aspects of mm-hmm. it. And I just thought that mm. that would just fit kind of the album and that era in general. Um, and that way I could get like a lot of the references in just through the graffiti aspect of it. So first I yeah. drew like a skate park underneath a highway and there was something that wasn't clicking about it so i flipped it upside down so if you like look at that one upside down you'll see it looks like a skate park with underneath a highway oh, nice. <laughs> um, oh, wow. but I then yeah i just flipped it over and it just looked at it. i was just like oh yeah that looks a lot better and then it was just like trying to work in all the different references which for the first album was a bit more difficult because there's not a lot of visual language in a lot of the songs which yes she so, wasn't like, as good think at of me and yeah yeah so like songs like Think of Me and I Know It didn't really have anything to like hold on to in that. So it was just like, okay, I'll just have to use the song titles mm-hmm. and put them in somewhere. Um, but yeah, so that was like for the first one. And then like the O, like making that red just as like a little nod to the album cover. Um, mm-hmm. and, like her name. Yeah, I love that. Um, and like the little Frisbees from like the um, the Everybody single cover. There's like a dog on there mm-hmm. that has a Frisbee mm-hmm. in its mouth. And then... <laughs> Um, no, and that's what I love is that you yeah. pick things out yeah. that like not everyone sees on first glance and it's like, oh yeah. my God, he's got a good eye. Well, and it's also like <laughs> a little Where's Waldo game of, you know, mm-hmm. when you yeah. look at all of the covers, you know, oh, okay, this is the Like a Prayer album. And so you go in trying to like figure out, okay, let's what's hiding in the background? What's, you know, like when you did the bedtime stories, cover i noticed yeah. that the, you know it's like where are the white doves in you know f- from the bedtime story video mm-hmm. yeah. where is you know like d- just the certain the different elements of what she put forward in terms of her performances and her videos and then trying to decipher where to their how you've and you do you very slyly slide them in some are a bit more overt <laughs> the doors of perception i saw them yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah some of them are like just really obvious like and then there's others that are a little more um that have to be a little more obscure because like as i said like sometimes you get a song where there's just like i think what the what the hell am I going to do for this one? Um, but then you, there's an idea that comes along at some point when you're doing it. But then, to be honest, like a lot of them, like after I've done, because like in in Photoshop where I where I draw everything, um, I have like a, a layer that has all the like little references for each song. What I could use, like what I could potentially use, and then I just delete that after it's done. After I've done it, so like sometimes when I look back over the covers, I think, what, what's the reference for like? Uh-huh. that song again like <laughs> i even mm-hmm. like have to try and find it myself sometimes like after because after i've done i just I, I can't look at them for like a long time because i've been staring yeah. at them for like three weeks doing it and i'm like oh, i just can't look at that anymore <laughs> well liam you stumped me my favorite so, one is the cover for the music album i just think it's okay it's, it's gorgeous so she's dressed up yeah. in uh don't tell me and then she has yeah. a billboard from paradise and 
you know, you could go to the left and many roads or you could go many miles, yeah. but the anchor, tell me about that. Um, so, um, that was a reference for runaway lover. Um, I think oh, it, oh yeah. yeah! Oh my god, you're so good. <laughs> you don't care where you're from. Like yeah. So, and then I kind of like thought for that theme. It's obviously got, got to be like kind of mm-hmm. cowboy esque. Yeah, and I love the um, wanted sign, which is uh, the video for uh, what it feels like for a girl, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that yeah. idea kind of like came along like as one of the last ones to go on there because I was thinking like, what what would I do for that one? Um, because the video didn't really fit in with like the others, music, no. it didn't fit in no. with like, yeah, like the music and don't tell me and stuff. So, um, but yeah, so then I, it just kind of like suddenly came to me. I was like, oh, yeah, it could be a want poster because she's some sort of criminal in that video. So, <laughs> yeah, um, and then like just having like that saloon, like just built the saloon, and then I thought, well, it's got to be called yeah. something. So then it's just looking through like the references that I had and just, um, putting it on there so the anchor seemed like appropriate so yeah uh, yeah, yeah I, was, I had seen yeah. that and i didn't i didn't yeah. quite know the correlation yeah. either so good good call yeah. on that one yeah. and yeah uh, also mdna is outstanding it, it's um my favorite look of hers from that era from the give me yeah. all your loving video but there's a gold mine of references in there too so yeah um you, you can see it in there she's writing um she's writing a motorcycle that's called sinner mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so originally yeah, and there's money to, there's money flying everywhere yeah, too <laughs> like everywhere um yeah so originally for this one she she wasn't on a bike she was like in a car so there's a ref- uh, there's a couple of references to like cars on that album to turn up the radio video. right yeah yeah well, turn up the radio and, yeah, and, and, and where she's like now drive bitch <laughs> yeah yeah so that so i thought well it makes sense to like put a car in there so i did that at first and she was like and the original sketch, she was like hanging out of the window and I was like, that doesn't look right. And then she was coming out of the sunroof and I was like, that doesn't look right. And then I like just, and then for some reason, like the image just popped in my head of um, Barb Wire with Pamela Anderson, that film mm-hmm. from like mm-hmm. the 90s, that was based yeah. on a comic. And she's like riding a bike in that. And I just thought, oh, that goes better. So then I just built it around that. And so, yeah, so you, there were a couple of versions of that. Yeah, tell us yeah, about your so process. It's, um, it kind of, it, it depends. It changes each time. So sometimes I just go straight into, like, drawing the background. So it's all done in Photoshop now. I used to use Adobe Illustrator as well, but now I just do everything mm-hmm. in Photoshop. It's just easier to do it in, like, one place for me. Um, so, yeah, so I'll just start. It uh, depends on each one. Each one changes. Like, for instance, sometimes Madonna might be, like, the last thing that goes on there because I'll do all of the surroundings first and then I'll Mm -hmm. put Madonna in. But then, like, on others, it might be, like, Madonna that comes in first and then everything else is built around her. Like, that was the case for, like, Hard Candy. Like, I did did the chair and her sat in it and then just built everything else around it. Um, but then sometimes I like sketch on paper and scan it in. It just depends what I'm doing, what mood I'm in, where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, How long does each one, each one take or is it different for each one? Um, it's different for each one. Sometimes there might be like four or five false starts, which like I've got an idea and I'll start it. And then I'll be like, oh no, that doesn't work. It looks terrible. Um, 
so then I'll move on to like the next idea and the next idea. Like the last one I did for Madame X, I think I did like four or five different ones before like I settled on the final one. So that one took like maybe maybe like three, four weeks because you're just working through different ideas. And then but when it starts to click and you're like, oh yeah, I've got it. Like it's maybe like done in four or five days. But then I just like make sure I've got a streak of like four or five days where I'm not doing anything. Cause if I have a day off, it's like a nightmare to get back into it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I try to, um, yeah, just have that streak where I finish everything. Right. Let's talk about the very glaring omission of I'm breathless. Yes. Defend I know your, when def- you, defend your stance. <laughs> you, you had released all the covers <laughs> and I went through them and I was like, wait a second. And I did, I did want to bring that up because there is a point of contention about that album amongst hardcore Madonna yeah. fans. So there's yeah. a camp of Madonna fans who feel it's a soundtrack album. It was put out, you know, around the same time as Dick Tracy and they believe it's for the movie, but as was yelled at to me by some fans, <laughs> she she produced that entire album. Yeah, and, and co-wrote yeah, all, and co-wrote song, all of the songs, the song, right? Yeah. Except for the Sondheim. So technically, people are like, "Well, that that's it's a Madonna record. How, why did you feel that you didn't want to include it in the Madonna covers? Too much yellow, maybe." Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I just. Well, from when I started doing them, so like the first series that I did with Bjork, the only thing I wanted to do back then, like my intention was the studio albums. So I didn't want to do any compilations, any live albums, any soundtracks. I just wanted to do the studio albums. Yeah. Where like it was just like that artist had built that world and like done everything within it. And it wasn't like linked to like another form of media, like film or something. Because that just doesn't interest me as much. And it was the one thing that I also got with Bjork because she did um, Dancer in the Dark, which was right. a soundtrack. Yeah. And she wrote and produced everything on there and was like in the film and was a musical. And that was the one thing that kept coming up when I was doing the Bjork one. I was like, no, I'm like drawing a line somewhere. Because she also did Drawing with Straight Nine, Bjork, which was another yeah. soundtrack that she did. And um and so it, it, it's just the thing that I've kept to from then. And I think it's just, it's it's kind of like I'm open to coming back to it at a later date mm-hmm. as like, say, like some kind of special edition. But I just class it as a soundtrack. I know it says like music from and inspired by the film, so not all the songs yeah. are in there. But it would just feel like... Um, <laughs> It would feel like just an obvious thing to do. Like, I don't think I, I wouldn't have any interest in drawing it, I don't think. Right. Mm. I mean, it, plus there's that. It'd be like, I'd just be you. doing it from like, yeah. It would be like, I don't know. It'd feel like I was doing it for the film, like a poster for the film. Mm. If I thought of an interesting angle to come at it like from, then I'd do it. But I never thought of yeah. it. And so I was like, no, I'm just keeping it to like, what? I classes the studio ones. <laughs> Fair enough. Then I um, won't ask you about uh, Greatest Hits Volume 2 then, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the compilations and stuff, I'm just like, oh, there's no point in doing them. Yeah. Yes, no, so, there, will, there won't be a You Can Dance. There won't be a You Can Dance cover coming. Oh, God, no, no because <laughs> You Can Dance doesn't have a world. It's just literally four photos. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
All right, Liam, tell us about your Madonna journey. How did you discover this lady? Um, it was, well, I started, like, being a fan from Rave Light when that came out. So how old was I when Rave Light came out? Like, I, was, uh, I would have been, it was 98, so I would have been, like, 13, 14. Oh, and that's so precious. I know, <laughs> but it was like, it was during that time, like, I, I think I've, I've said it like a couple of times before, there was like a period between like 96 and 98. And it was probably like at the time, like I was really getting into music anyway. So I was like probably a bit biased about music from that time, but there was just so many great albums released, like through that two year period, like the Velvet mm-hmm. Rope, Ray of Light, One in a Million, Boys for Pele, Homogenic. Quiet Girl Hotel, mm-hmm. OK mm-hmm. Computer. There was just like, mm-hmm. people would just seem to be like experimenting and like pushing like boundaries and stuff. And that was like the kind of music that I was like really into. So when Madonna came out with Ray of Light, I think like the album she'd done just previously, like Bedtime Stories and Erotica had been a bit quiet on the UK scene. So I'd not really like been through a Madonna era before, like when I was buying music and getting into music. So I kind of knew her from Immaculate Collection, but it seemed like the 80s seemed like decades ago in my mind when I was younger. Like, (laughs) so it was like, it felt like it was all in the past. So I knew like some songs from Immaculate Collection, but I'd not really like gotten into any of her albums. But then when she released Ray of Light, I remember I saw the Frozen video first, which is, it kind of like imprinted on me. Um, oh yeah, it, it was just well, that, like, Chris Kenning, that Chris Cunningham video is amazing. And it's we've just never incredible. seen her do it's anything like, like yeah. that. It was teased with bedtime yeah. story, but it just yeah. went all the way. Yeah, you can tell like on the last few tracks of bedtime story, like in Sanctuary and bedtime story, that is like mm-hmm. she's going in that direction. Um, and so, so it like leads into it nicely. But um, but yeah, so I just remember the video and like the strings and like it was just like something like I'd never really heard before. So mm-hmm. um, so then I was just obsessed with the album and then obviously streaming wasn't around then. So I had to like save up my pocket money to like go through a back catalogue and then um, one album by one album. And then, uh, yeah, so and and then I've just been following singles, it. Right? <laughs> obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I was like, um, yeah, so I just get, yeah, and then I, she just became like one of my favourites. So, mm-hmm. And have you seen her on in concert? Um, I went to the MDNA tour. That's the only one I've been to of Madonna's. There's always like, there's always like, she does it like at bad timing for me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm always like away or I'm doing something or our plans are like for like Madame X. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody had a, a spare ticket and they offered it to me to go to one of the shows in London. Um, but the night that they had it for was um, my friend's last night in London and we'd moved down together and she was moving away after six years and we'd lived together and it was the only night she could do. So I had to turn that down. I was like, yeah, it was, it broke my heart to do it. But You're a very different Madonna fan than some of the Madonna fans we've met because there are fans out there who plan their lives around the mm-hmm. Madonna tours. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. I can relate oh, I to. I debated going. I was like, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it always seems to be like bad timing. I was like, how good of a friend am I really? Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so, but I went with my friend. <laughs> so so yeah, just you told us your Madonna journey. So tell us about your artistic journey. Like 
um, how has your work changed and how, how did you get started? Um, I'm sure it all started with a doodle, right? It was, it, it was never anything that I planned to do really. So I used to do like art at school and college. Um, but I did more like photorealistic stuff with pencil. Oh, so after okay. I left college, I was like, well, I, I kind of didn't see the point in carrying on with it. Cause I'm like, there's like photorealistic stuff like is, is impressive, but like, just looks like a photo time consuming so yeah. like i didn't know what to do with it so yeah um so then i didn't do anything for like years um and then a couple of years ago i'd like um moved into this new place and my friend came around and i had like this huge just blank wall that i didn't know what to do with because it was just so big i didn't know what to put on it and then um, and then my friend came over and it was like, that wall looks stupid because there's nothing on it. So I'm like, okay, I've got to get something. <laughs> I couldn't find anything. And then I was also into it at the time. So it was like a convergence of like a few things. I was going through like a really intense Bjork phase. I go through mm-hmm. phases with artists. Like I'll just listen to one artist all the time. So like I was going through this intense Bjork phase and I just rediscovered my love for like comics and graphic novels because I used to love them when I was younger. And I kind of let mm-hmm. that go a bit as well. And then I was seeing how people did like digital art and created comics like like now and using Photoshop and stuff. I didn't even know that like what was possible within it. So when I saw how they did that, I was like, oh, wow, I want to give that a go. So then it was like just a convergence of those three things. I thought, okay. I love Bjork. She like builds a world. She constructs like a whole different world and sound for each album, nine yeah. albums, three by three. I can make those and practice and do this as like a hobby and just get them up on my wall. Um, as something to put on this wall. And then after I'd done my first, um, so then I ha- I was having a go at it, bought everything. And after I'd done debut, it, it that took me like three, four weeks to do. This was like the first one and I was just sick of looking at it. Like I didn't want it on my wall anymore. <laughs> so I, I thought, well, I'll just like create an Instagram account to like share it with people if other people like it. And then it kind of just built from there. So yeah, none of them have ever ended up on my wall. Um, it's kind of like I when you cook seen- a meal for other people and then you don't want to eat it yourself. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Bjork in concert? Yeah, I've seen it twice. Um, nice. I've seen twice. Yeah, I went to Utopia one in at the O2. Um, mm-hmm. Was that last year? And then um, Vulnicura. It was the Vulnicura one. I think that was at the I, Royal I, Albert Hall, I think. I saw her uh, almost, yeah, it was exactly a year ago, and it was crazy. I mean, I've never seen anything yeah. like it. She had that, that round uh, flute. You know what I'm talking about? It yeah. looks like a hula hoop and <clears throat> like six people can play this flute at the same time and all oh, these yeah, instruments yeah. that I've never seen before. And uh, full disclosure, you're not allowed to take photos at this venue. And I was snapping away like, <laughs> you believe. I'm surprised I didn't get kicked out, but it was worth it. I, I, yeah, mean, I, I managed this, to snap a couple, but yeah. <laughs> this woman puts she was, she was so together a world for you to enter and and then you leave it at the end and yeah. you don't know where you've been your mind is scrambled and i see it in your in your yeah. covers too i mean because there's a lot to take in yeah um the, the, i'm kind of drawn to artists that do that kind of thing um <laughs> that like 
that are like really they seem like really geeky about the worlds that they've created and just like mm-hmm. that kind of just really appeals to me like that kind of geeky side about um how they get really involved in um the world that they're creating and what they're doing and the themes that they're like putting through their work and stuff um I'm yeah totally kind of artists, so. Mm-hmm. um so yeah so like bjork and kate bush um <clears throat> tori amos yes like, no, speaking of geeky, I'm like a big Kate Bush geek, and I always okay. have been. My favorite album is The Sensual World, and, or Sensual World, as she says. And yeah. <laughs> your cover is Sensual. amazing. Sensual. I see, I see so many things happening in this cover, but I, I, I can't tie it to one reference. But it's it's gorgeous. It's my favorite, and I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna buy one from you. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> So who's next? Who's next? Who's who's next? Yeah, that that was our. That's where we're going with that. So Kate Bush, Bjork, Madonna. Who is next? And who are you obsessed with right now? Um, I have like two priorities that like I definitely want to do, but I'm not doing next. So like I definitely want to do Janet Jackson. She was absolutely. I was I was like she was my first obsession. Like the Mm -hmm. first CD I bought, I was obsessed. And Tori Amos. She's yeah, there's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot to do in there. It's quite overwhelming to think about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, they will be done. But, like, over the past um, few months, I've been obsessed with Grimes. Um, mm. I'd never really listened to her before until mm-hmm. she released um, So Heavy I Fell Through the Earth. And I was just like, oh, that's, like, just totally my thing. Like, yeah, there's a lot to unpack with Grimes. Because- and, like... Yeah, so um, I've started on I've started on the grounds stuff. So you could do Kylie, Kylie Minogue. <laughs> How um, do you I, feel about Kylie? <laughs> so, like with Kylie, I, I love Kylie. I've been to see her a couple of times. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you have I, to. You live in the UK. It's kind of like well, mandatory. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's required. You, you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and she's great. I do love her. I've just. My only thing with her is I've never really seen her as like an albums artist, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's more sing- singles-based. Yeah, and that's how where I've always been with Kelly. Like, I love a lot of her work. And, like, her albums, like, Impossible Princess, Fever, and I think I was obsessed with Body Language back in the day. Yeah. In the noise. Um, like, like, I know those albums really well. I don't know, like, her other albums, like, really, really well. So I think... Especially like her uh, 80s stuff. I think it was like first like three, four albums, which oh yeah, those have, those like can similar be... kind of yeah. feel. <laughs> um, I was so, going to say those can all be wrapped up in one bundle, and it's the same album. Yeah, but... yeah. I, I don't know if anybody would be too bothered. Yeah, she's gotten much better at sort of branding the eras and the albums mm-hmm. in a very Madonna way in the last couple. Yeah. You know, like the Aphrodite yeah, album yeah. and uh, what was the country album she just put out. Golden. Uh, Golden, Golden, right? Yeah. yeah, I was not a fan, but uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I've not really listened to that one yet. Um, yeah, it's just okay. Hard, hard pass from me. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, I, I love Kylie. I think, I think it would be interesting to do, but I would like have to go over and I need to have. I, I would need to have like a general idea of each one because I had ideas before, like, oh, maybe I'll just do like a trilogy for Kylie or something. Like, I'll pick my favorite three, or like, I'll just yeah. do like one cover for each decade or something but i'm I'm a bit of a 
completionist, so I don't think that would sit right no, I, to do it. So I, I, I love like, that about I need you to do because it I, everyone like <laughs> oh no, I'd be like no, let's do it. So I'd have to I love that about your yeah, no, I was going to say I love that about your work because I know that if I see one cover, I was like, well, he's going to do the next album. I know he ha- he just has to, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I was gonna, I was going to tell you about I have a Bjork sighting. So uh, since you're a Bjork fan, it was probably one of my craziest celeb sightings that I've had in New York City. But a couple of years back, it was one of those gloriously early spring days in New York City where it's not technically spring and we've been like in winter for months and months. And then all of a sudden, like the nature gods just descend upon us and give us like amazing spring weather for like one afternoon. And I was mm-hmm. walking down my block, like in Chelsea and uh, down the distance, I could see two people walking towards me. And one was this very tall man dressed all in black. And then next to him was this rather small woman. And I, she stuck out to me because she was wearing a bright red puffer jacket <laughs> and this enormous white tulle skirt. And I was like, now that's a ballsy, you know, outfit to be wearing out in public, uh, just in general, much less on a day like today. And I was like, who the fuck is wearing that in the city? And was that on Ninth Avenue? Because you know they do call it the runway. So. No, it was um, <laughs> on, uh, I think, right on Eighth Avenue, right around, mm-hmm. you know. And the uh, as she got closer, I was like, oh my God, it's Bjork. And in, I guess, in retrospect, I should have gotten my cell phone out and tried to take a quick pic as I was passing mm-hmm. her or asked her for a selfie. But I remember thinking, she beat up that woman yeah. outside of the airport that one time. And I was yeah, like, I do, not want, I do not want to go there. I'm like, the last thing I want is like, oh, excuse me, Bjork, can I get a picture? And then end up in the hospital. <laughs> I have a quick uh, Bjork run in as well. So years ago, I worked at the Film Society of Lincoln Center and we were doing an Icelandic film series and we had a reception. As, as one does. As one does. Yeah. And we had a small reception for the filmmakers and we had a Icelandic chef come in and, you know, make you know, Icelandic, you know, delicacy. what is an Icelandic food? You know, it's a lot of like salmon. It's a, a lot like Nordic food, you know, like, you know, Gravlax, uh, salmon, vodka, Potatoes. you know, stuff like that. So, um, I'm leaving, I was leaving the event set up, uh, you know, walking across the street and I see these three people and they're kind of looking around and one of them, the taller one walks over to me and he's like, excuse me, we're looking for the Icelandic event. And I was like, actually, I can walk you over there. I wouldn't, I didn't even notice who they were. And I turn around to say, come this way. And Bjork looks up and he's like, where are we going? And I was like, oh my God, it's Bjork. (laughs) And um, I just played it off, walked them across the street and, you know, I'm not going to do her voice again, but she said, thank you to me. And she tapped me on the shoulder and I was like, I was like, Bjork mania is taking off right now. I went home and listened to like pretty much every album, (laughs) (laughs) but it was really crazy because I was thinking of the same thing. Uh, Stefan was thinking of, I was like, if, if I get beat up tonight, it's mine, you know? And, you know, I've heard of other people running into her and she will just stone face, look at you and not acknowledge you. So I was glad to have that moment with her, you know? Yeah. Academy Award nominated actress, Bjork. Yeah, I'd probably a bit, um, I'd be a bit apprehensive to uh, go up to her as well. <laughs> Do not approach Bjork in an airport. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, no. no. Or at least, or wear serious padding if you're going to. Yeah. 
Hey, Liam, so back to the comics. I want to know, and this is for me, but I guess it's for everyone that's interested in buying your, your work. What in On what sizes are the prints? Um, is it one size or do you have... Do you offer different ones? Uh, and also, do you do commissions? And when you do, what are your uh, your boundaries or parameters as far as you know creating something for someone? Um, so the prints are doing five different sizes. So they go from like um, A4 to A0. Um, I, I thought they were like universal sizes, but um, apparently in um, no, the US, they're, they're different here in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but but they're what my printers do. So I'm like, yeah. Um, so they're the sizes. Um, so, so they go from like, yeah, just like kind of like letter base size, I suppose. I don't know what you guys call it to um to like mm-hmm. huge ones. Um, in regards to like, so like eight and a half by eleven is like letter size, and then A four is like eleven by. It's like just slightly bit. I think it's like eleven point seven by like yeah eight point one or something like that. Yeah, it's like it's like a couple of inches off. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just slightly bigger. But like, there's like a there's a white border around them, so you kind of you kind of if you need to like scale them down a little, they can be. Um, so yeah, so so um, so I offer those in five different sizes. Um, apart from the Bjork ones, they only go up to A1, but that's just because they were drawn smaller. So for right. us to do them with the bigger one, they start to get pixelated, and I wouldn't be happy selling those. Um, in regards to like commissions, I haven't done any. Um, mm-hmm. Are just, you open to that? I just don't have the time. So okay. Um, oh, I'm not sure if Donna approached you and said, I want you to do an <laughs> I'm Breathless album cover for me and I'm going to pay you X, Y, and Z. You'd be like, sure, bitch, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 maybe. D- depends on the price. No, I'm sure I would. Um, yeah, it's just because I've had a full-time job as well. So I'm like, this is something I've been doing like evenings and weekends. Mm-hmm. If well, Tony and I as podcasters would know nothing about that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I laugh when people think that this is all I do. I'm like, yeah, I just sit in front of my uh, microphone all day long you know? and podcast about Madonna. That's how I make my money. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and it's yeah. fun having a side project when you have yeah. you know a specific amount of time to work on it. But yeah, I understand. You know, I mean, we um, we totally get that. Yeah, and then like we'll put it out into the we'll put it out into the world that you will get maybe employed by an artist for an album cover in in your future, and Tony and I will get employed to podcast for the rest of our lives. Professional (laughs) inquiries only. Yeah, yeah. I'm setting up a GoFundMe. I'm for season three, Tony. I'm setting up a GoFundMe. It's just been like with the lockdown as well. It's been really weird because like I've been like working from home all day. Um, like at my day job and then you like just sat at the same desk to carry on doing artwork which has been a yeah i know that that's, no, that's tough because there's anything. no separation you know? yeah yeah there's no like there's not been yeah as you say like the separation there so that's been a bit um yes yeah, so it's taken a bit longer just to get the um inspiration to do it but um hopefully we're coming out of it now so all right so you had mentioned that ray of light was your yep first touch with Madonna, your introduction to Madonna. And I thought, you know, Ray of Light, the song and video always reminds me of summer and it's summertime now. And I thought, why not have a Ray of Light chat? You know, who, who doesn't love chatting about Ray of Light? So um, 
Liam, what what's your favorite <laughs> song off of Ray of Light? Oh, that's difficult. Um, I'd probably go for um, Substitute for Love. Mm. Oh. It's like one of my favorite Madonna songs. I think like the best song on there is Frozen. Like I appreciate that's probably like the best song, but like my favorite mm. is Substitute for Love, I think. There's so many good ones on it. Like I love Murgo yeah. as well. That's like, yeah. it's so good. And Skin, Sky Fits Heaven. Yeah. I, There's I so feel many like- good songs on that album. I just recently listened to it from beginning to end, and I feel like Ray of Light is almost three EPs, you know? Mm. Like, okay. it, like, it goes, for me, it goes through um, Sky Fits Heaven, and then, you know, from there through um, Power of Goodbye, and then from Power of Goodbye yeah. to the end. It's just like three different stories are being told, and it's just, it's so layered, and yeah, I just wish Madonna would, like, really just go out on a limb again like that because i mean madam x was experimental but i feel like this is just like i'm gonna do something that makes no sense and it makes yeah, perfect it, sense yeah it was just yeah it was just something else like there's, there hasn't been like it's an album that nobody can like emulate as well so mm-hmm. like that's why it, it still feels like one of a kind because nobody's really like done anything like that since so it, it still like stands on its own as like its own kind of thing it's, it's, well, it, was, like the it was very fresh when it came out. Yeah. You know, it was a fresh sound. It, it was sort of cutting through a lot of the '90s grunge that we had been dealing with. You know, I mean, I love Nirvana, but I was like, if yeah. I heard if I heard Heart Shaped Box one more time, I'm gonna. Yeah. You know, well, it wasn't and, even that. It was all the imitators that came after Nirvana, and you're like, okay, you're not Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, Electronica came to America. It had been. It had been over in the UK for a while, but we finally okay. got it on the radio. Thank God. With a big old <laughs> splash. And I love that she, you know, introduced it to us and her Veronica Electronica alter ego with Frozen because it was such a not obvious choice to sort of make a comeback after all that time away. And uh, it was it was wonderful. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a ballad, but it sounds very electronic and very almost dancey in a way. And it was haunting and... Um, yeah, there's just, there's just something mystical and like just strange about it. And there's something like uneasy about it as well. Like the strings in it give it like this mm-hmm. uneasy feeling. And it's just like, yeah. And then it's got that groove that comes in with the chorus, which is like, I don't know, it's, it's a bit of a stone. You can sing, Liam. Go ahead, sing. You can sing. Oh, I, ab- I absolutely can't. <laughs> 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 you don't want that on your podcast. No, well, Madonna, no Madonna karaoke for you? absolutely not no it's not as easy as it sounds no it is not have (laughs) Um, you ever have you ever tried madonna karaoke liam i've by myself (laughs) i don't think that's called the karaoke i think that's called singing in the shower (laughs) (laughs) well uh, yeah i loved ray of light because i mean i had that i had the Ray of Light song itself, I had, I mean, it was constantly on repeat, repeat, repeat yeah. over and over and over again. And I loved the video and how fast it was. I almost was in that video. I was working for a production company at the time. And um, you never we, told me this. Go we ahead. knew the director. <laughs> uh, oh, no, we knew one of the producers. And I had she had called to speak to my boss. And I was like, oh, my God, you're producing the Ray of Light video? And I was like, can I be in the video? I want to be an extra. And she was just like, actually, we are doing a club scene and we need extras. And I was like, oh my God, I'm I'm totally going. But yeah, I was in LA and I (laughs) didn't know anybody out there. And I was a poor 
post, you know, out of college student who didn't have any money. And I was like, I, I'm going to fly out there and be in a Madonna video. It was like a dream of mine. And I ended up getting permission from my boss to go. And then I couldn't get the producer back on the phone. And I was like, I didn't want to fly out there or book anything knowing that I was like, not going to be able to be in it. And so, yeah, I was almost in the Ray of Light video. Well, check this out. Um, I moved to LA in early 1998 and I'd found out that the club where they filmed the final scene of Ray of Light was called Florentine Gardens. It was in Hollywood and it was very close to where I was living. So I decided to go there on a Sunday night for their, you know, like they had like a house music night or whatever. And I lost my mind when I was dancing on that dance floor. Of course, Pretend, it didn't look pretending the to same. Be I mean, I was trying. I mean, I think I was wearing a white T-shirt, so that may have, you know. <laughs> little, spark, little sparkle eye drops around your But eyes. it was actually a really cool club, and I could totally imagine, you know, Madonna holding court there. Um, I don't think it's still around. I mean, that was like a really famous venue. It had been around for decades, you know, disco. It was a disco, and then it was a punk rock venue, and a live music venue, and then they started doing, uh, you know, DJ DJ promotions there and but yeah I mean that's that's about as close as I got to Ray of Light <laughs> well I also loved Ray of Light because that was when she did that surprise performance at the Roxy which I've talked about oh yeah you were um, there times I was there and that was the first time I was ever super up close to her and got to touch her wow. and um, that was like the euphoria of you know like uh uh, ultimate Madonna fandom. I was finally like staring in her eyes, holding her hand, hearing her sing. And I was just like through the moon. And I was like, if I wasn't a big fan before that moment, I was a fan for life after. Yeah. And I wanted to tell Liam. So since you're a big fan of frozen, when the Madame X tour DVD slash presentation, wherever it, I mean, we don't know Whatever if it's going to end up be. streaming yeah. or if it's going to be released as a DVD, but when you see the, performance of frozen it, oh, it's gonna blow gonna you away so oh yeah i saw some like screen captures of it but um yeah yeah, yeah I'm to see it, it was literally one of the highlights of that show which yeah. is strange because it was less about her and more about just the whole overall presentation of how she mm -hmm. does the yeah. number but it's absolutely stunning i hope they yeah. i'll be curious to see how they present that yeah, yeah, there was hardly a dry eye in the house. I'm not talking about myself. Tony cries all the time. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't take much to make Tony cry. <laughs> I heard the strings and it was over. <laughs> yeah, the, honestly, if you didn't see the Madame X show, I mean, good for you for being a good friend, but um, could have, would have, should have. I would have dropped my friend in a heartbeat to go see that. Stefan. Well, you know, you can always yeah. visit friends later. I mean, how often are you going to be able to see Madonna doing an intimate show like that? You know, I know. I, I've even, uh, yeah, I've still, I'm still questioning whether I made the right decision. Like looking back, because uh, I've seen my friends since, and I'm like, why did I need to? Uh, see that? <laughs> so, I'm like, so I'm like, why did I need to do it? Yeah, but um, it, yeah, it wasn't worth the um, aggro. <laughs> were the were the seats good at least? Um, I. I Actually, I didn't ask because oh, see, I, I would have known. Like, I did. That's the thing. Like, if you're, you're going to get asked to go to a show, and if people are like, "Oh, well, they're like Tony had second to last row in the upper tier balcony," like he was sitting on the roof basically to watch Madame X at one show, and 
it's like if a friend is like, oh yeah, I have tickets, but they're they're on the roof. I'd be like, mm, hard pass, no. And yeah. but if somebody's like, yeah, they're they're fifth row center. Madonna's gonna come and sit down next to you and talk to you. I'd be like, uh, yeah, sorry, friend, I'm not gonna hang out with you and say goodbye. I'm gonna go see Madonna. Yeah, that's why I didn't ask because I thought I'll base my decision if they're like really good seats, then I'm gonna swing that way. So like I'd suggest. Well, next time she goes on tour, I would mm-hmm. highly advise telling all of your friends. Don't schedule any goodbyes <laughs> during the show so I can go. I mean, we were at a show and Stefan's like, oh, I think I'm going to like go and find a spot up in the front that I see that's empty. I'm just like, all right, do do you, you know, Tell I'm not offended. that I had were behind, <laughs> I couldn't, it was, it was a partially obstructed view. I could barely see her. And yeah. my friend was waving at me saying that he had an open seat in the fifth row. And I was like, yeah, I'm not sitting behind a, a, a wall and watching the rest of the show. I'm going to go mean, see her front, front row center. Basically, what we're trying to say is that a Madonna show is no place for friendship or loyalty. That's pretty much all. So let's. We have this idea that we're going to like you know play a little trivia game, Stefan. So let's let's get that set up. Here. Yes, I, I, I we thought it would be fun to do a brand new segment on MLVC, the Madonna podcast. It's Time for Madonna Trivia. Which is really good to do right now because um, apparently we don't know everything about Madonna. So this will be educational for everyone involved. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the rules are not very complicated. I'm going to ask Liam and Tony a question. And whoever chimes, whoever chimes in first with the correct answer gets the point. Best of four is the winner. All right. Okay. Um, and don't be too excited. Um, you don't win anything. Uh, I've had two cups of coffee, so it's going to be You difficult. just get bragging rights. So it's not like, we, unfortunately, we have no autographed Polaroid of Madonna from the Madame X tour for you to win. So uh, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just bragging rights. But, um, okay, so here we go. All right, ready? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> what is the name of Madonna's third album? Liam. True Blue. Correct. All right. Point one to Liam. All right. Question two. If you've been listening to our recent episodes, you'll know this one very easily. What year did Madonna's Blonde Ambition Tour begin? Liam, again. Uh, 1990? That oh is my God. correct. Yes. Good. Okay. Tony, you're going to have to step up soon, okay? I know, I know. <laughs> right. I almost said 1989, and I was like... Complete this right. lyric. I made it through... All right, Tony. The Wilderness. Yes! <laughs> I, I Somehow I made it through. Yes, I, I didn't want to make them too complicated. You know, uh, you know, who knows who was out on a bender last night. I figured, you know, people are climbing out from underneath the hangover today. Um, all right. What was the first single released from the Bedtime Stories album? Tony. Oh, that's um, Secret. Correct. Yes. All right. And it was what? the first single released online, by the way. Okay. Was it? Yeah. Really? Her first single or the first single in general? The first single in general that was uh, previewed online before its release. Thank you. Always, always ahead of her time, Madonna. Yeah. Look it up. Uh, what was <laughs> the last single released from the Bedtime Stories album? Oh, oh, Liam. Human Nature. 
Yes. Okay. I would have gotten that wrong. I almost <laughs> I thought it was bedtime bed- story. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was that. bedtime story too. Yeah, okay. I think human history like months later. Mm-hmm. All right. Complete this lyric. When you know the notes to sing, right, Tony. Uh, you can sing most anything. Yes. Ah, oh, good. Okay. All right. So tiebreaker. Stolen so, from the sound of music. Whoever answers <laughs> this goes on to the bonus round. Okay. So this is a slightly harder question to so get All your right. thinking caps on. Okay. Madonna has a history of sampling herself in her own songs. Hmm. What two songs in her catalog does Madonna sample her quintessential hit, Vogue? Uh, Liam. Um, Holy Water. Yes. Um, That's one. Oh, my God. I know the other one, but it's left me. Um... I guess we'll do a, 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 a countdown it's, if you don't. Oh my God! Which one Four, is it? Three, two, one. I'm oh, sorry, I don't, have, I don't have a buzzer. Yeah. I have a buzzer. All right, Tony, goes over to you. Wait, it's um, deeper and deeper and holy yeah. water, right? Yes, correct. Uh, deeper and yeah. deeper. But initially, I got the the question wrong because I thought you were asking what two Madonna songs are sampled in Vogue. Oh. Which you is can, Lucky you can, Star you and Like a Virgin. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, okay, sorry, Liam. Okay, that was to... actually fun, so we should do you, that You more. don't get to move on to the, <laughs> to the final round. Yeah. <laughs> Neither. Just, just, just to tell me. So, Tony, oh, can you name all of Madonna's tours in order? Oh, my God. You know what? I have a funny story. Uh, do you remember Tortilla Flats, that crazy Mexican joint on Washington Street? Yeah. Okay, they uh, we used to go on Sunday nights for uh, trivia, and if you won the trivia question of the night, your whole table got a pitcher of margaritas and shots. Oh. That was the question one night, and I was a hero. I mean, oh, you got I the got shots it. and the tequila. Yeah, but of course, at that point, it was up until uh, reinvention. It was, it was so. Three tours in, and yeah. you. <laughs> All right, so let me let me see if I can get this. Okay, you're googling this all the whole time. No, right I'm here. not googling it. You, <laughs> can you hear me typing? Can you hear me typing? Okay, I've got my hands up, and uh, I'm gonna start. Okay, like the Virgin Tour, it has to be yeah. the correct name, right? Yeah, yeah the Virgin Tour. Who's that girl? Tour. Yeah. Blonde Ambition Tour. Yeah. The Girly Show. Uh, Drowned World Tour. Yes. Reinvention. Yeah. Sticky and Sweet. No, Confessions, Sticky and Sweet. Yeah. Um, MDNA, Rebel Heart, Madame X. Correct. All right. How could I forget? Tony, you win the grand prize. Congratulations. You, you get to continue to host... MLVC. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad I (laughs) was worried for a minute there. Um, Well, let's continue to, you know, dig deep and let's do the lightning round for Liam. Oh, yes. So Liam, as you might know, we do a lightning round for all of our guests. It's just a quick off the top of your head, wherever you're at in your Madonna journey right now. Don't think too hard. What's your favorite Madonna song? Uh, Drown Well. Substitute for love. Yeah. Favorite Madonna video? Frozen. Mm. Favorite Madonna tour? 
uh, MDNA because I was there. Yeah, the one he saw. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you could see yeah, it and then see one, you know, on the video and be like, oh, actually, that one's a really good tour. But uh, all right, so this can be from videos, concerts, magazines, whatever. Favorite or even Madonna. your comic book covers. Yes, comic book covers. <laughs> Favorite Madonna book? Uh, I think from um, Give Me All Your Loving. Yeah. I, I, I love thought that she too. just looked, she looks so good there. With the little leopard print bra and the straight hair, or when she's in the the weird robot club with the Marilyn Monroe look. I um, no, the leopard print bra. She looked yeah. good in both. She looked great in both. Mm-hmm. I just thought she looked great through that era. Me too. Yeah. And even in the turn of the radio video, which which wasn't a great mm-hmm. video. <laughs> yeah, I love that hair. I love that hair in Girl Gone Wild and Turn yes. Up the Radio yeah. and Give Me All Your Lovin'. She just looks so fresh and freshly yeah. divorced. And yeah, <sighs> Madonna. Okay, <laughs> oh, Liam, this is very, very important. We need you to tell everyone how to find you on social media and where to purchase your beautiful prints. Okay, um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, um, and my handle is at art of liam alexander the alexander spell a-l-x-n-d-r um so you can find me on there and i sell my prints through my etsy store which is just liam alexander art but there's links to that through my social media as well great and yeah send us some stuff that we can post on our instagram page and people can yeah. see yeah, we'll, some... promote, we'll promote your art yeah <laughs> thank you we are here we are here to promote and service the madonna community yeah well not literally not literally okay let me rephrase that we are here to provide <laughs> a service to the madonna community Tony's going to be on his knees in the back alley for the next hour. So if you'd like. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) I'll be wearing a face mask, okay? Um, Liam, we're really excited to see what comes next. So if, you know, when you've got new new, uh, prints or, uh, you know, anything you want to plug with us, just let us know and we'll we'll put it out there so everyone can see it. Yeah, Janet Jackson. Velvet Rope, that's the one I'm looking for. Oh yeah, that's like my favorite album. Yeah. Velvet Rope and Janet Period. Those are my two favorite ones. Yeah, and Janet I Period. Can't wait yeah. to see what you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot yeah. of good looks in those too. Yeah. Janet Period was the first album I uh, ever bought. So that's can I, I ask a sidebar? What's your favorite Janet song? Um, Empty. Mm. I don't even know that. What's, what I've album been listening. That? It's from a uh, Velvet Rope. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Velvet Rope, I've been listening to We Go Deep a lot during the pandemic. I don't know why. Speaking but, of servicing. Uh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, um, Liam, we want to say thank you for taking the time to talk to us. I loved finding out about your artistic process. And, I, you know, I just, I'm a big fan of your work. I, you know, the first time I saw it, I was like, somehow this guy's going to end up on the podcast talking to us about <laughs> what he's doing because I just think it's brilliant and Thank you again for doing that. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, stay sure. safe in stay safe in the UK. Yes, and um, in the USA. <laughs> stay safe in the world. I know we've got yeah. listeners all over the place, and we're <laughs> no, we're are. really we're really grateful for you guys. Um, we have loved 
putting out episodes pretty much every week, you know, since we all got locked in. So um, keep listening. We got some more great stuff coming your way. And you, as always, you can find us wherever podcasts are listened to. Um, don't forget to rate and review, like and subscribe, tell your friends, uh, tag us. Uh, what else, Stefan? You know, just have a holiday. And um, I don't know, I'm trying to think about it. Uh, yeah, have no, a holiday. For- keep it together. <laughs> you know, get together, socially distant, and um, be a ray of light. And, um, yeah, thanks for joining us for another episode, everyone. We will talk to you all soon. Liam, stay safe. Tony, stay safe. Stay safe out there, guys. We love you. See you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.